Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Alcohol Recovery Show. I'm really glad you're here. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can supercharge your sobriety. Lewis is going to come in first and I'll follow on with some practical ideas and mindsets to help you enjoy life free from any form of dependence on alcohol. So over to Lewis. Hello, this is Lewis. Today, I've got a brilliant hack to share with you if you want to stop drinking. It's also something you can use to help reduce drinking as well, if if that's the path that you've chosen. And it might surprise you. The reason I say this is this is something I've used with many, many people. And when I first introduced it, it's raised a few eyebrows. The reason why it surprises people is because when they come for help with alcohol issues, They're really expecting to talk about alcohol and themselves. Now, up to a point, this makes sense. We need to talk about alcohol to some extent. Otherwise, we would just be in elephant in the room syndrome. But if you think about it, if your difficulty is with alcohol and what you're talking about all the time is alcohol, what are you thinking about? Obviously, alcohol. And do you really want to be talking about and thinking about alcohol when really it would perhaps serve you better to be thinking about something else? And talking about yourself. Talking about yourself, well, yes, we need to talk about you. If you were my client the first time I saw you, I'd want you to talk about you. I need to know what's going on with you. I need to know the background to your drinking and other issues in your life that might be connected. Only then can I work out a care plan with you to help you make progress. But there comes a point where focusing on yourself starts to become self-defeating. You can start to look at yourself as a problem that needs to be solved. And you can end up getting into a negative spiral that takes you down. And when you get into that sort of place, well, what are you likely to think? What are you likely to do? If alcohol has been the solution to your problems in the past, well, you're likely to pick up a drink, aren't you? And you're back to square one. Whereas, if you can turn your attention away from yourself, you're being easy on yourself. You can give yourself some slack. You can allow your mind to relax a bit. You can enjoy the outside world instead of struggling with the inner world. But how do you do this? Well, that's where the hack that I was talking about comes in. And in fact, it's something that really isn't difficult to do. But if you're struggling with your own demons, it's something you might never think of. It's working with other people. Now, you might think, what's he talking about? The reason why I think you might be thinking that is because that's the kind of reaction that I'm used to. 
I'll be listening to someone who's telling me their troubles and I'll say to them, well, have you considered helping someone else? When you're feeling really down, have a look around and see who you can work with, who you can help, whose day you can brighten. People think I'm crazy at first. And in fairness, it does take a mind shift. It's so easy for people when they have problems to get into a well of self-pity. And this really is not helpful at all. You know, when I was working in addiction services, it was often a pretty tough gig. But on days when it was getting me down a bit, my reaction was not to feel sorry for myself. It was to redouble my efforts to help other people, to help my clients, perhaps be supportive to co-workers. And it was a win-win situation. Other people would benefit from my help, but I would benefit as well. As soon as I started thinking about other people, all my troubles melted away. You cannot think about other people and yourself at the same time. It is impossible. You can only do one at a time. So if you're focusing on other people, your issues will be put on hold. And you can try this. You can try it today. And this isn't just my thinking. This isn't just some crazy idea that Lewis has had. Far from it. In treatment services where I worked, it was policy to encourage people who'd been attending for a while and had made progress to start working and helping new people. This was because it helped both. And the outcomes were recorded. It was evidence-based. It was proven to work. An organisation that has been using the concept of working with others to great effect for many decades is AA. Now, whether you like AA or you don't is immaterial. One thing that's incontrovertible is that AA has worked for probably millions of people over 80 plus years. And one of the fundamentals in AA is working with others. They call it doing service. What they mean by that is that people who've been around in AA for a little while and, and have made progress and who are sober help other people. They help run the group and everyone wins. But you don't need to be in formal treatment to benefit from this extraordinarily powerful hack. You can try it yourself after you listen to this recording. Think of someone in your life who could do with a little bit of help, a little bit of support, or even just a few friendly words from you. It could be your partner, your children, your parents, whoever, or maybe a neighbour, or maybe even someone that you don't know, someone that you just happen to meet when you're going about your daily business. I guarantee that if you turn your attention to someone else and what's going on in their life, it will help you. It'll take the focus away from yourself and your troubles. And if you give someone else a little helping hand, it'll make you feel good about yourself. It will help to improve your self-esteem which for many people who've had alcohol issues has taken a knock and needs building up. And other people will start to think better of you. Who knows, you might even make some new friends. It's a super powerful strategy that's easy to use and it's there for you 
any time when you're suffering with alcohol cravings or perhaps just generally feeling down on yourself. This is Lewis David, wishing you all the very best. Thanks for that, Lewis. I'm going to follow on now with some practical ideas of how you can be of service to others and some of the benefits this brings. First of all, though, I'm going to share a personal recollection. There's no doubt that helping others makes us feel good. I remember some years ago, my little niece, who was about five at the time, arrived at my house on my birthday. She dashed into the house, positively bursting with excitement. She held a present in her hands. She bounced up and down in her heels, hands clasped and a look of eager anticipation on her little face as I received the gift. Open it, open it, she screeched. I opened it quickly for fear she might burst as her face was turning a bright shade of beetroot shiny with anticipation. I was obviously too slow and careful as I peeled back the wrapping. Tutting, she scrambled to help me rip open the package to reveal a pastel and glitter painting of a butterfly she'd completed herself. I, of course, made whoops of joy about this masterpiece and marvelled at her artistic genius. She marched around the house as she helped me find a suitable place to put the creative gem on display. But you know what? I've got a sneaky feeling she got at least as much, if not more, joy out of this gift than I did. It's a reminder to me of how good it can feel to give. Apparently it's called being pro-social. And being pro-social not only makes us feel good, research shows that it does us good too. More pardonably, it can help us keep sober. There's research out there that shows that people in recovery who are pro-social have more chance of sustaining a long-term recovery than those who hide under the duvet or stay stuck to their sofa watching Netflix. Recently, I had a comment sent in as a response to episode 5 of this show. The episode had struck a chord with this person. He commented on how difficult it can be to make friends if you don't drink. He also raised the point that often people will rely on alcohol as a crutch to overcome shyness or feeling socially awkward. This topic could be a whole episode in itself, but today I just wanted to make the link with service or giving, reaching out to others to help in whatever way we can, is a fantastic way to strengthen existing relationships and forge new ones. It can help us make friends. If you take an interest in someone and are willing to encourage, support or help them, you'll find it easy to build the contact numbers in your phone and you'll have more friends than you can handle. Often, when we think of socialising, we think of pubs, clubs, parties, and meeting friends for food and drinks. But when you think about it, anything we do with other people is socialising. So volunteering at the local school to help youngsters with their reading, or joining a conservation group to help improve the environment, are ways of contributing to the flow of life, and there are opportunities to meet other people. If these sorts of ideas sound just a bit too worthy for you, pick out something as quirky or daredevil as you are and do it. Maybe teaching teenagers how to use spray can paint to add street art to their youth centre walls or doing a skydive to raise money for an alternative arts centre or organising a charity rock concert for the families of interned offenders. Whatever floats your boat, do it. I read some interesting research recently that shows how helping others, 
even just by listening to them vent, can actually help us, the listener, regulate our own emotions and even ease depression. Regulating our emotions means soothing ourselves, seeing the ups and downs of life in perspective and basically not getting all wound up and staying that way. This listening to others could be in the form of having a chat or providing support via email or social media. So if we help someone by just being a listening ear and being there for them, we can also help ourselves. If you're interested in checking out the research, I'll leave a link in the notes that accompany this show. In addition, helping others gives us a sense of self-worth and purpose. Being of service makes us feel that we have something to give back to the world, which I truly believe we all do. This sense of self-worth can lift us out of rumination, depression and self-doubt. Being of service builds feelings of connection, of belonging. This smashes through feelings of isolation or loneliness. So giving of yourself is good for your mental health. Of course, in the context of recovery, you can be of direct service by helping other people who struggle with alcohol, but not necessarily. You could act as a peer mentor or support or take people to meetings. But if you don't have the opportunity to do this or you don't want to, you can be of service in many different ways. Pick something you know you will enjoy or find satisfying. If you love animals, volunteer at a local animal rescue centre or offer to walk dogs for people who are too ill to do it themselves. In the UK, the Cinnamon Trust is a charity that matches dog walkers with dog owners. This type of giving can work for shy folks who get all tongue-tied around creatures who walk around on two legs and pretend to be more civilised. So maybe working with our furry friends will help you to reap the benefits that we've talked about. The point is that you do something that is meaningful and doable for you. Perhaps you work full time and you've got very little spare time. You can still contribute in a small way, even from home, such as providing telephone or email support for people who need some sort of emotional assistance. Or if you enjoy a sport or craft, you could offer to teach it to others at a weekend or evening. So do what will fit in with your lifestyle and commitments. If you are a busy mum to toddlers, perhaps you could run an informal toddler and parent group. Most churches or community centres will provide spaces for this type of activity at very little cost. This will help you and your little ones to socialise and help other parents and children too. Or another example, say you love vintage clothes and secondhand goodies. You could volunteer at a charity shop or goodwill store on a Saturday morning. So start with where you're at and what you can do. That being said, there are a couple of caveats. Don't overcommit yourself. Often people in early recovery get a flush of enthusiasm to help others and run around taking on commitments here, there and everywhere. And before long, they feel burnt out and resentful. This can lead right back to a a drink. So do think carefully about what you can realistically take on in terms of time and emotional resources. All the more reason to take on roles you know you will enjoy rather than force yourself into something you know you will back out of. This has the potential to create difficult situations for those being helped and the helper. If you back out, you might feel that you have failed and the recipients of your help might feel let down. 
so do give it careful thought before committing yourself. Following on from that, start with where you're at. When we think of big concepts like our life purpose or giving to the world, sometimes we can get a bit grandiose. But it doesn't have to be something that will earn you a Nobel Prize. So start with what will work in your life now. Small is good. There is much to be said for taking on a simple task, but doing it well and with a smile. Something as simple as making the tea for a group or clearing up at the end of an after-school club activity will be much appreciated by the organisers and you can stay low-key if that's what you want. It doesn't matter, you are still contributing and that's what counts. Perhaps you are pushed to your absolute maximum in terms of time and energy with things that you really need to do in your life. You can still reap the benefits of giving by simply changing your mindset. Don't take on any more, just do what you do to the very best of your ability. Even if you are between jobs and you're flipping burgers at a fast food place before you dash off to the second job of cleaning an office space, do the jobs as proficiently and cheerfully as you can. This too is service. The time will go more quickly, your self-esteem will improve from doing a job well and you'll move on with a great reference from your employer. Shift all the energy from complaining, skiving or finding ways to be half-hearted and really give of your best. So despite feelings of social awkwardness, depression, low mood, we are social beings. Sometimes we might need to push ourselves a little to get out there and do it. But do it. It's well worth the effort. So get involved and you will receive much more than you give in terms of heightened self-esteem, better mood, improved social skills, connection with others, development of skills, and probably the best of all, that warm glow that comes when you know you've genuinely made a positive difference to someone's day. So that's it for this week. I hope that this has given you something to think about and more importantly, something to do. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. 